What's up, party people? We back with another episode of the Ice Cold Show, uh, where we're covering the NBA playoffs right now. Um, we got some things that were out of my control that caused me to not be able to shoot, some family emergency stuff going on, but we back, and we're going to cover everything we missed since I've been gone, and let's jump right into it. Um, the first things first, we got the new quote of the day. The quote of this episode is, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Uh, that's by your boy Kevin Durant. Um, let's jump to the first game, first series. Heat, uh, game three, 113, Bucks 84. Uh, the Bucks came out and were locked in. They came to handle business. Uh, watching this game in the first half, it just looks like the Bucks want to embarrass Miami like it's personal. And by embarrass, I mean they wanted to sweep them. Like they were, they didn't want to give them a game. They wanted to erase all of everything that happened last year, that bad taste in their mouth. And they definitely were on the right path on game three. Um, Miami can't get in any kind of rhythm. They were trying to, they tried to switch it up and start Dragic. Um, that didn't really help. They started, I think, Bielitsa as well over Ariza. That didn't really help. Um, the Heat, the only way the Heat were effective is when they can get stops and score in transition, but they just can't consistently get stops. Um, but when the Bucks set that defense in on them on the half court, they can't score. Um, Giannis is just dominating. Even when he's not dominating in the stat sheet, he's, his presence is just ridiculous in the paint. Um, the way he contesting these shots, even his ball movement and how he's setting up his teammates um, as they send the doubles. And when he penetrates and breaks the defense down, he's hitting the guys wide open to get shots, um, such, such as Drew Holiday is just playing well. He's a big difference from them. Um, the Heat even tried to switch to his own defense in the second of this third game. And Drew penetrates for a layup, then hits the tough elbow fadeaway jumper for two, destroys day zone by himself. Um, and the Bucks just getting where they wanted to be on the floor, and they're hitting shots in rhythm, like repeatedly. Just, oh, okay, this is my spot. I want to get right here, and they're getting there. Or we running this set to get to this position on the floor, and we're getting there. In comparison, the Heat offense is just super clunky. Like, every shot seems like they're pulling teeth, like... Okay, we come down the floor, we run this action, we don't get our first option. Okay, cool, we run our second option, we don't get the second option. Then we run our third option, we're not getting it on our third option. Then the shot clock is going up and we launching some shit at the rim, praying to God it goes in because we need a bucket. Um, so that's what I saw out of game three. And then game four, it was just much of the same. Giannis and Middleton uh, each had 20. Um, Giannis added 12 rebounds and 15 assists with his 20. Milton had 11 rebounds with his 20. Forbes hit 22 points, had 22 points and hit seven threes. And we did the stat last game when they when he hits over four threes a game, they don't they don't rarely they rarely lose. Um, and they got swept. I mean the Heat they weren't able to get it together this series. They were never able to catch traction. They couldn't go one whole quarter and have a solid good quarter. Um, they need to figure out what direction they want to go in. This team, it just feels like the energy was low. It wasn't heat basketball. Maybe the time in the bubble um, really hurt them because I kind of see that with the Lakers too, like just sluggish. Like they played a lot, a lot, and a lot of basketball without a break, and he just couldn't. they couldn't keep on. Um, Hero had his best game in a game that really didn't matter. Jimmy was terrible this series. 
Um, I don't know what's wrong with Jimmy Butler, but he was just he was just god awful. He tried his hardest. He played hard, but he couldn't buy a bucket. Um, the Bucks they're preparing for the um, for the Nets now, so the Bucks are waiting to see what happens in the Nets in the Celtics series. Big thing for the net, uh, for the uh, blah, 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 for the Milwaukee Bucks is they won't have uh, Dante Divincenzo with an ankle injury. He's out for the whole rest of the playoffs, and I think that's gonna really hurt them against the Nets. It's gonna it's gonna show its head against them. He's solid for them off the bench, and he's able to run the offense in the second unit. So we're gonna have to see a lot of Bledsoe, and who hasn't been good for them lately, and see what he can do against. You know the the biggest the biggest time of the year against the best team probably in the East. Um, Tyler Hero in a in the sweeping game he had fourteen. Kendrick Nunn had eighteen. Bam had twenty. Jimmy had twelve, ten and ten. He tried. Um, you know they going fishing, man. Enjoy the off season and come back better next year. Next game, my Lakers, my Los Angeles. I love LA Lakers. Uh, one hundred nine Suns ninety five. Started the game, uh, I was wondering, like, why we waste our challenge that early with the AD foul? Like, even if it isn't a foul or whatever, it's not big enough or it didn't make a difference enough for us to care. I didn't understand that. But um, AD was definitely aggressive tonight uh, or the other night. Both teams aren't able to shoot threes this series, so I expect the Lakers to just focus on protecting the paint. Like, Jay Crowder, as good as he shot the three in his career or over last or over this season, he cannot buy a bucket from deep, and I would love to see us just stop guarding him out there, uh, focus on keeping Devin Booker from getting all these buckets. And if he hits eight, nine threes in a game or in a half or whatever, then we can start shading over there. But as of now, he just can't, he can't buy a bucket. Um, on the flip side, Dennis Schroeder is becoming the three-point shooter that I trust on the Lakers the most, and I don't know how I feel about that. Um, ben McLemore had games where he shot great for us from the field or from the three, but they're not really playing him this series. KCP's has been struggling. Kuzma's been struggling. But Dennis Schroeder, when he takes a three, I usually feel like it's going in. I like the looks he gets. I like how confidently he takes that shot. So I want to see him uh, continually shoot well because we're going to need his shooting. Um, just Chris Paul being injured or not, him being on the floor gives the Sun offense such a, such a better flow to the game. They get better shots. It, even if they're not making the shots, it looks like they're getting the shots they want to get. Um, man, my heart dropped this game when DeAndre Ayton gave AD the people's elbow in the nose. I was like, oh, no, he broke his nose. We in trouble. But, you know, he was able to come back and dominate. Uh, this was our first playoff win in eight years at home. I know we won last year, and it was in the bubble, so we didn't get a chance to enjoy it at Staples Center, but for our first playoff win in eight years, it was a beautiful crowd. It was hype. It was I love to see it. It felt like my childhood growing up watching Lakers playoff games. It was beautiful. Um, AD finished with 34 points, 11 rebounds, back-to-back 30-piece games for him. Another great, another game where he got to the line repeatedly, 12 for 14 from the line. That You can't guard Anthony Davis. I, don't, I haven't seen anyone able to really guard him, but what you can't do is foul him, and he get, when he's shooting, when he's getting to the rim, and he's not settling for those jumpers, he's impossible to guard. You're gonna have to foul him, and that's what they were doing. And he was money from the line. We needed it. Um, Bron had another solid game, not another great game, but Bron is just cruising, man. I don't see Bron expending the energy like that. He's just cruising through, doing the, the bare minimum, bare minimum to get the wins in and rest his body and get everyone involved and get ready for the playoffs as they, you know, go further and further in the playoffs. It's going to get tougher. We're going to need more from him. He had 21 points, nine assists, six rebounds. Dennis Schroeder with another solid game, another 20-point game. The Lakers bench still needs to do more. 
Um, we're not getting a lot of production from the bench, and I'm waiting for that game where they explode. Hopefully, it's going to be in game four. Um, we finally slowed – or the Lakers were finally able to slow Devin Booker down. He only had 19 points this game instead of the back-to-back 30s he was giving us. Um, CP3 is just not healthy. Um, the Suns have no chance if he can't be his regular self. Even though it's great to have him on the floor, if he's not going to be healthy and he's just going to be ineffective from the field, ineffective with his passing and his dribbling and his penetration, this the goose is cooked, brother. Um, 7.6 assists, 5 rebounds for him. DeAndre Ayton is showing out. Uh, a lot of people didn't like him going number one in that draft, and I believe it was, what, Luka next and then Trey Young. But he's been solid, bro. He's been a great number one pick. He's not been a bust. He hasn't been a terrible guy. He's been solid. And in these playoffs, he's came to play three games in a row. Um, Cameron Payne is showing why he's valuable to a franchise and why he should not be in China ever again. Uh, he had 15 points and six rebounds. He led a little push that the Suns made late to keep them in the game. And then the end of the game, it got it got a little ugly. Um, the Lakers still can't shoot from deep, but LeBron and Jay Crowder, the fiasco they had, you know, Jay Crowder talking smack to LeBron, and LeBron just toyed with him. Uh, it was like four straight possessions where he just isolated him and just laughed. You got, <laughs> you got Andre Drummond copying LeBron post up and that that meme image that went viral was it was amazing um it's I expect the next couple games to get real chippy I think the Suns are mentally have been taken out of this game uh taken out of the series I don't think they believe they can win anymore and it's on the Lakers to make sure that they have no belief going into the rest of these games um Lakers killed the Suns on the board finally this night our size and our length is becoming a problem and we're actually playing with our size and length we have 51 rebounds to the 35 from them I expect more more the same in the next game I expect another blowout um we're gonna go back to Phoenix and I think they're gonna play really hard in front of their home crowd for the last game of season but I, I believe this series is over in five um Nuggets Blazers we got two games to um Two games to break down from them because their series is now tied 2-2. Game three, the Nuggets pulled off a 121-15 win in Portland. Uh, Jokic led the way with 36-11-5. and uh, X-Factor, Austin Rivers, we made him our X-Factor, and we had to change it to Paul Millsap because he continually wasn't showing up. But he showed up today. He had 21 points and four rebounds, and he was timely with his threes. He finished 5 for 10 from three, 50%, and they needed all of it because, see, they only won by five. Um, Compazzo had a really good game. He was solid all around, 11 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Um, the, st- the starters won the game for the Nuggets this game. Um, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. had 15. Aaron Gordon had 13. The Nuggets were 52% from three and 81% from the free throw line, hitting 22 of 27. With that being said, Damian Lillard was still unguardable, and he was just on fire like before. He had that one bad game, and he just came back and killed. Um, uh, game four, he had a bad game, but he killed in game three. 37 points, 5 assists. CJ McCollum has been consistently a 20, 22 to 21 point scorer this whole series. I, I liked what I seen from Norm Powell. And what we saw from Norm Powell in game three, it translated in game four uh, very well. Melo has 17. Um, this game was a game where the Nuggets just won. There wasn't much I could take away from Portland. Like, Portland didn't do anything where I was like, ah, okay, they definitely blew it with this. They definitely did this, and this is what caused them to lose. Um, I mean, the three-point shooting decided the game for the Nuggets. The um, Nuggets shot 31% on 45% on 45 attempts, but just both teams got what they needed from their stars and the bench players, and it was just a five-point game. It could have swung either way, you know, one shot here, one shot there. 
which led to game four. I thought Portland played exactly the same way they did in game three, except for they got the win, 115 to Denver's 95. Um, the great win for Portland because Dame shot terrible. He had 10 points, one for six from the field, one for 10 from three. But he was seven for seven from the free throw line. He followed that up with another 10 assist game, so another double-double for him and eight rebounds. CJ, another 21 and eight. And guess what happened this game, y'all? Yusef Nurkic didn't fall, foul out, and Portland won. So the two games he doesn't foul out, they win. The two games he fouls out, they lose. Um, he had 17.6 rebounds. Tonight for this game, we had Norm Powell was the man in the room. A lot of people didn't understand why they traded Gary Trent Jr. for Norm Powell, even though Gary Trent Jr. has to get paid this year. Um, Norm Powell is a little better as a player, and he really showed it tonight. He had 29 points, and he was 11 for 15 from the field goal. Uh, from field goal, he had timely buckets in the absence of a good Lillard game. So when they couldn't buy a bucket from their star, Norman Powell was able to step up and give them pretty much 30. Um, the Nuggets came to play. They didn't play hard. They didn't not play hard. I didn't see a lack of effort. I didn't see them not trying on the defensive end or anything like that. They just couldn't buy a bucket at points. Um, Jokic had a mediocre game. So it's funny, like. Like Damon and Jokic have been matching when they, they they're both having great games. Thirty points here, thirty points for you, thirty points for you, thirty points for you. And then the game where Dame has ten, Jokic only has sixteen. So Nuggets can't the Nuggets need him to continue to have thirty point games if they're gonna win because they don't match up well with Portland as far as firepower without Jamal Murray unless Jokic is playing like MVP Jokic and he just didn't he wasn't able to do that tonight. But I expect him to thoroughly bounce back uh, game five. Compazzo had another solid game, 12.7 assists. He's been picking up his play. Um, the Nuggets only shot 29% from three. Michael Porter Jr. Had only had three points and one for three from shooting. Just a terrible game by him. Um, something I don't expect him to continue to do, but he's young, and sometimes he can be a little inconsistent. So him having a game like this doesn't surprise me. Um, Portland led as many as 33 this game. Um, they just put their foot on their necks and didn't step off the gas and destroyed them. Um, Knicks Hawks. The Knicks Hawks uh, back in. We're going to see you in the A. We're going to see you in the A. And Trey Young came to the A to play. Uh, ATL is showing up this series every night. Like every night, the Hawks come to play. They're going to get a big lead regardless of the game plan that the Knicks have. They come to show up. And the Knicks seem to only show up in spurts and quarters. Like, okay, the Knicks are going to play hard for the first five minutes of the third. Then they're going to lack and let the let the Hawks come back. And then they close the third out heavy. And then they go into the fourth close. And then they start off the fourth terrible. They just can't be cons – they're not consistent right now. Part of that is their stars playing terrible. Um, Trey Young is shining in his role. And – he's defining himself as a superstar again. Like, he's just showing you that he's the star. Like, he's this guy who's going to lead this team. He's the perennial all-star. He's the guy going to have the shoes and be on the weedy box. Like, he's that. He's he's legit the man. Like, he's the man. Um, he controls the game. He controls the pace. He gets to the line at ease. He knows how to shift the momentum of the game. He finished with 21 points and 14 assists. Capella and Collins came to the A and balled out. They controlled the paint this game, combining for 27 points and 18 rebounds. Um, the Hawks had the home cooking. Boom! The Hawks had home cooking. They had 50 percent from the field, 59 percent from three. They they were hitting on all cylinders. The Migos were courtside and they were hyping the game up. Every time Trey Young hit a big shot, they looked at the crowd. They got the crowd into it, and it felt nice to, for me to see them be able to enjoy the game. And not be the enemies because New York's been, you know, driving them crazy. The New York fans spitting on people, just despicable, nasty stuff. Um, 
Randall, I think we're just going to come to the conclusion that this moment is just a little too big for Julius Randall right now. Um, it just is, man. I hate to say it. I hate You hate to see it, but he's crumbling when it matters. Um, even though he's not playing well, he's still getting a double-double. But what the problem is, is he's shooting so bad from the field. It's like two for 15 from the field. So that's 13 possessions where they're just getting a bad shot. And what I would like to see from him more is his penetration. Like, no more jumpers. Like, he should, I don't care if they're leaving you wide open, do not shoot a jumper. You should take everything to the rim, and you should be looking to swing it outside for a wide open three when they collapse, because they're still collapsing and doubling you. Or, he, um, he, I think he did it twice this game. I saw him get to the lane and be able to do a little dump off to uh, Nerlens Noel or do a dump off to Ty Gibson, and they got a wide open like dunk or layup. And I think that's the key. If he can penetrate like that and find find the rest of his teammates who aren't playing what playing that bad and get them some easy and open shots, it'll open his game up a little bit. And I think that would be the key for their success. Um, Derrick Rose is playing like MVP Derrick Rose. He had 30 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, and he was pretty much the only Nick to show up. Him and Nolan's Noel, I like Nolan's Noel activity. He got to the line 10 out of 12 times. Um, I mean, he made 10 out of 12 and got to the line repeatedly. Um, Nick's only 35% from the field and 30% from three, just terrible. And like I said, a top shooting three-point percentage team in the regular season, they can't, they just can't find their rhythm. It's hard to watch the Knicks, this feel-good story all year. They played so hard. They hung their hat on defense and just timely physical buckets all year, and it's just not what we're seeing from them. Um, they have to win game four in Atlanta. They cannot go to New York 3-1 because the Hawks have showed that they don't really care that New York is home as a style environment that they come and show up and really I mean Atlanta could be up 3-0 they they blew a game they blew that game um they had a good lead in game two and they blew it and even game one you know they could have lost but they could be up 3-0 and I think game four is a must win because if you go back 3-1 I think it's over in five um you go back with 2-2 I think they can easily win game five with momentum and then take it uh lose game six and maybe win game seven in New York so we shall see what happens with game four. Going to be interesting. Um, the upset for me this this round, I did not see this coming, was the Celtics pulling out a game against the Nets. Uh, Nets, is, that's pathetic. Um, you, y'all were not supposed to lose a game this series. Y'all are supposed to dominate. And this just goes back to why I said I don't think the Nets will make it to the finals this year. I just think they're going to take some time for the continuity to get together. They're going to have to go through a little bit of adversity together, and I just don't think they're ready because I think Philly and Milwaukee are just head and shoulders above everyone else, and they've got years with each other. Um, this is the first game with the Nets without Jeff Green, and they lost, and not only did they lose, I don't think it's a coincidence the first time he misses a game, Jason Tatum plays like he did in the play-in game and drops 50 on them. Yes, 50. That means he scored 50 like twice this month. Um, he scored 50 against the Wizards in the play-in. He had 50 points on seven assists, six rebounds on 30 attempts. It was just a great game. And I think he had like 10 attempts or something last game with the eye poke. He just came out like, you know what, we ain't getting swept. Like, just pride. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Celtics came out and they played with pride. They Brad Stevens been in the hot seat. You could tell they wanted to get, get a win for their coach, and they did. And I just really enjoyed watching them play this game. Uh, Tristan Thompson was just a force on the offensive boards, keeping possessions alive repeatedly and being able to get putbacks and get to the line or kick it out for wide-open shots. He had nine offensive rebounds, 13 rebounds total. 
and finished with 19 points. It just was a great game from him. And people were saying, like, why didn't they go get Drummond? And they didn't like the Tristan Thompson pickup. And he's been solid the whole playoffs. He's been really, really good for them. And I think that he's a person they should look into re-signing going into next year. Um, Marcus Smart, he shot the ball well tonight, with finished with 23 points and 6 assists. Um, it was just a game where it was won by the starters only. 10 bench points for the Celtics. They didn't get much help off the bench, and they didn't really need it because Jason Tatum was cooking. Um, the Nets had the big three, and no one else showed up for them. Harden had 41 and 10 10 assists, 7 rebounds. He shot the ball great and was able to get to the line. It was a typical Harden game. Um, you know, Harden's going to do the bop, 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 bop between the legs, break down the defense, get somebody open, get to the line, and he did that. KD did what he was supposed to do, 39 and 9 rebounds. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Kyrie Irving does. He made the comments about Boston's fans, the hostile environment, um, the racism that goes on in Boston, which is something that's not new. It's not the first time we've heard a player say it. Um but I don't know. He They booed him as soon as he walked on the floor for warm-ups. And he had a rough night from the field. I don't know if we can say, hey, the Celtics fans had an uh, effect on how he played the game and how he shot. But he definitely didn't shoot the ball well. He only had 16 points. Um, the game was even all the way around. Um, it wasn't like the Nets completely lost the turnover battle or they lost the rebound battle by a significant amount. It was a close game. It was just Jason Tatum, man. That's what it was. A lot of big shots put him away at the end, and Tatum just played great. And now the Bucks are waiting the winner of this series, which is, you know, I, I thought funny because I don't know if Giannis has been listening to the show. If you are, Giannis, shout out you, baby. But, you know, he definitely said they didn't want to play with their food, and that's exactly what I said last game. Do not play with your food this series because you have monsters waiting on you on the other side. And the Bucks did not play with their food. It seems like the Nets are playing with their food right now. Um, the Bucks are awaiting this winner, and I don't know if that's going to benefit them or not because the fact that this series is going to extend to another game, I think the soonest they can play is in like 10 days. So it's going to be a long time before they play again and they just have to stay fresh but it's more time to study film more time to see how the nets are going to adjust after losing a game and you can get as much info as you can on these nets nets you need to finish this series do not play with the with with the boston celtics the last thing you want to do is give a team like celtics confidence or the thought that they could maybe play with y'all because this team has went to the eastern conference finals like the last four out of five years so I don't think that they're just a slouch. And even though Tatum's young and they're missing Brown, Tristan Thompson is a guy who's been to repeated finals and played well. Uh, Tatum's been to the Eastern Conference Finals repeatedly and played well. Marcus Smart has always played well, and he's not banging down and scared for anyone. And Kimba can always heat up. Kimba is always very, very close to taking off and having a Kimba game. So I want to see the Nets finish this series. If not, they could be in trouble. Um, Clippers, Mavs, the Clippers finally saved their season. Um, they had a ten a ten point game a ten point win against the Dallas Mavericks. <clears throat> the Mavericks came out looking for the kill, but the Clippers were able to put together a comeback and claw and scratch their way back into the game and gut out a victory. Um, Kawhi was just so efficient, man. His his game is so smooth because it's so effortless. He just gets to his spots, no emotion, rises up over you, hits it in your face, and then locks in on defense. He had 36 points, 8 rebounds, 13 to 17 from the field. Paul George had 29 and 7 rebounds. He had a solid game. He didn't shoot the best from the field, but he wasn't terrible shooting from the field, and he was able to hit a lot of clutch buckets at the end and play some solid defense on Tim Hardaway Jr., who has been killing um, the Clippers this series. Uh, Mar uh, Marcus Morris, uh, he was able to hit 
finally hit some three-point shots. He was three from five from uh, three, 15 points. Rondo controlled the tempo. He had eight assists and six points off the bench. Luka just killing, man. Luka is just special. He gets to his spots. He uses his size offensively. I don't care who you putting on him. He's shooting over him. He's scoring on Kawhi. He's scoring on Paul George. He's scoring on Pat Bev. He's just doing whatever he wants on the floor. 44 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. And it was just too many times in this game that Luka was the only threat for the Mavs offensively. Like, they weren't getting pretty much any production from anyone else. And it was Luka versus the Clippers. Um, like I said, Tim Hardaway cooled off. He was 4 for 14 from the field this game. Jalen Brunson, who was my X Factor from not playing last year, he had another 14-point game. Really solid player. I really like his game for, for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Porzingis played terrible. 9 points, 3 for 10 from the field. And I'm sick of Kristaps Porzingis. 3 rebounds. There's no one that the Clippers have that should be dominating you from the boards. Um, they have, they're starting, what, Zubak? And who are they bringing off the bench? Ibaka? Like, these are guys. You're a seven-foot guy. You're you're touted as an all-star. The Mavericks, when they traded for you, they weren't trading for a role player or this mediocre power forward. They were trading for one of the best power forwards in the league. And they haven't consistently got that production from Porzingis. And he would he just put out a stinker. I mean, if he has his regular six or uh, you know, 19, 20 points, they win this game. And he just was terrible. Not and three rebounds is just unacceptable. So I expect him to pick it up next game or it's going to be 2-2. And if I think if the Clippers tie this series up 2-2, they're going to win it. I don't think the Mavs will come back and win the series if they tie it up and this will all be for nothing. Um, Mavs still shot over 50% from three, which they need to keep it up. Um, Clippers finally look like the better team in the second half of this game, shooting 50% from the game, 57% for, from the field for the game. Um They've always looked like they were the lower seed or they were trying to match the intensity or match the level of play of the Dallas Mavericks. Well, it seems like when they came out in the second half and they understood that their their season was on the line, they came out and outperformed Dallas and showed their dominance. And I really like to see that from the Clippers. Um, the Clippers got in the paint tonight where they, where they are where attack Dallas where they're the most vulnerable because Dallas doesn't have any rim protection. And they have what they have, Willie Cauley-Stein, Christoph Porzingis, Maxi Kleba. None of those guys are like really strong defenders or uh, what do they call it, paint protectors. And it showed, you know, they were able to get in the paint at, at will and score 46 points. And I think that's the recipe for success moving forward. You no know, settling for jumpers, get inside the paint and dominate. Um Last two games we got is 76ers, 132, Wiz, 103. Like I said, this series is over. Um, Joel Embiid is absolutely unstoppable. He put up 36 points and eight rebounds, but he was on 14 for 18 shooting and three for four from three, all while being double teamed. Like, they're sending doubles at him, and he's fading away from the double team, over the shoulder, hitting those nice little fadeaways, those short corner fadeaways, and it's money. He's coming through the double team and being able to turn around and go straight up on the double team and either get fouled or be able to hit the bucket. They just they, they can't stop him at all. It's ridiculous how he's just a monster. And, and like I said, if he was healthy this year, man, he's the MVP by, by far. Um, Tobias, another 20-point, 13-rebound game. Ben Simmons had 14 points and 9 assists. Seth Curry had 15, 6 assists. And Danny Green had 15 points and 5 for 9 from 3. Philly starters scored 100 points. It's just too much talent on their starting lineup. Too many. When those guys, if they're clicking like that, it's ridiculous. Your starters have 100 points, and the opposing team has 103 total. So if you get 6 points from your bench, you win the game, and they got you know, more than that. So... 
it was just too much talent for Philly on the floor, and they're clicking on all cylinders. Um, Westbrook had his best game this series, even though it wasn't enough. He had 26 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. And it was good to see him shoot 50% from the field and 50% from three. Um, we were killing Russ on this podcast because he played piss poor um, all the rest of the games this series. But he had a good game, and he's showing, like, hey, I'm still being able to show up. But to me, the pressure is off. They're down 0-2, and they're at home. Like, the pressure is off. No one expects him to win, and now he has a good game. So it's, it's just something to keep an eye on with Westbrook. I feel like when the pressure is on, he just has bad games. Um, Bradley Bill had 25 points, shot the ball terrible, 1 for 8 from 3, 10 for 26 from the field. Another great game from Daniel Gafford, uh, great for his standards. He had a solid performance. I always just love his activities. He sets nice screens. He rolls hard, whether he's getting the ball or not. He rolls to the basket hard every single time. He also plays good defense. He's trying out there on the floor more than I see a lot of other people trying. Um, 16.6 rebounds, like I said. I would love to see what they're going to do with him uh, in the offseason because I would love to have him on my favorite team. Um, I just like Daniel Gavard's game a lot. Um, the Wiz just can't buy a bucket, even with the home home cooking. They shot 39% from the field, uh, 22% from three. Their season is over. Um, I just I, I don't expect them to even play hard next game. I expect them to come out. I expect Philly to take care of business early, and then gr- the Washington Wizards just go with the flow and let the game end. Um, last but not least, one of my favorite series um, to watch is the Memphis Grizzlies and the Utah Jazz. Memphis uh, fell short. I'm rooting for the Jazz. I'm, I'm, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm, I mean, I'm rooting for Memphis. I ain't going to lie to you this series. I just love Memphis, bro. I love the way they play. I love the whole grit and grind. Even though it's not the same grit and grind uh, players as before that we grew up on, they play the same. They, stay, they they have this identity in Memphis, and they always find players that fit this identity, and it's just perfect. A bunch of under underdogs, a bunch of underrated guys, and they just claw and fight all game. They weren't able to pull this one out, though. Lost by 10 to Utah. Very very close game, but at the end, Utah just pulled away in the fourth quarter. They I think they went on like a 11-point run, 11-plus point run late in the game, and it was like a tie game, and they just took it over, and they never looked back. Um, another strong outing for John Morant, 28 points and seven assists. But for a team that really didn't turn the ball over a lot this game, he had four turnovers. I think four out of the nine turnovers they had as a team were from him. And that's hard. You know, he's young and he's getting he's getting used to this is his first playoff series. He's got to get used to playoff basketball. He's still getting used to playing in this league. But you can't have four assists and be the, the number one dominant ball, uh, ball handler uh, for your team. I hate how the refs are officiating my boy Dylan Brooks. That's my favorite player in this series. Uh, he was just a monster tonight, but foul trouble kept him out the game for stretches, like long stretches. And when he would come back in, he would. When the, the thing I like about him is he doesn't let the way the refs call the game affect the way he plays. Like, okay, you're calling me fouls and all this stuff. I go sit on the bench. And as soon as he comes back on the floor, he's a he's still the same match of aggressive, the same level of aggressive aggressiveness, excuse me, he keeps that same level of aggressiveness regardless. He had 27 points tonight. I think if he was able to play the whole game without foul trouble, he was on his way to a 40-point game himself. Um, Slow-mo Kyle Anderson had 11 points and 13 rebounds. Valo, another double-double for him. 10 points, 13 rebounds, 6 offensive rebounds. Um, The Grizz lost this game because they shot poorly from 3, 31% from 3. Grayson Allen was hot from 3, though, 17 points, 5 for 8 from 3, which which is key to me because I think if if he's able to hit shots like that going forward in this series, that makes Memphis just even that much tougher um, to beat. 
the Jazz starters carried this team to victory, similar to what they did in the Philly game. For the Philly starters, they had 98 points. Um, at combined, Spider Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, 29 points, though he shot poorly from the field. Um, just Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks and these and these other guys, they keep rotating on him. They have length, and they're able to stay in front of him and force him into tough shots. Um, he has 9 for 11 from the free throw line, though. So even though he wasn't shooting good from the field, he was able to get to the line and get his money. Um, Conley shot great from the field and had 27 points. To me, he was the man in the room tonight um, for the Utah Jazz. Um, he shot good from the field. He added eight assists, and he got six rebounds from your point guard, which is big, especially when you got Rudy Gobert getting 14 rebounds and 15 points. Um, you can get an extra six from your from your uh, point guard. That's 20 points combined out of those two players. Um, Bojan Bogdanovic had 15 points and six rebounds, and Royce O'Neal rounded out the starting lineup with 12 points and seven rebounds. Um, the Jazz won this game from three, shooting 44% from three. Um, they also, an interesting stat, the Utah Jazz had seven blocks as a team, and the Grizzlies only had one. But the Grizzlies also killed them in the paint with 54 uh, points in the paint to 34. I think it's very interesting to me that the Grizzlies are consistently able to kill um, Utah Jazz in the paint with Rudy Gobert in there. Um, I don't know if it means anything because they're winning these games, but I think that's going to be interesting going forward because... What's coming up next is the winner for the uh, the Lakers and the Suns will play the winner of this uh, Memphis and Utah series. And if you're giving up 54 points in the paint to the Grizzlies, God knows what you'll give up to the Lakers. Um, granted, if they win the series, so I want to see I want to see Utah tighten up that points in the paint. I want to see I want to see Memphis obviously win Game Four, and make this a series, um, and I think it's good for the Jazz to have these battles against. Uh, against Memphis because I think they, they need the playoff experience. Last year they lost a tough series to Denver and they fell apart blowing a 3-1 lead. And I just think it's good for them to consistently have these playoff battles and they consistently earn their stripes and battle adversity. It's only going to make them a better team and a more formidable opponent in the future. Um, with that being said, this will wrap up episode four of the Ice Cold Show. I want to thank y'all for bearing with me. Like I said, we had some little difficulties going on and with my family life, and that caused us to be able to uh, miss a couple days. But we was able to give you everything you needed. We were able to recap all the games, and we'll be back tomorrow morning with a recap of the games from Sunday night. As always, I appreciate the support. Love you guys for tuning in. Please like, share, subscribe, review, tell a friend to tell a friend, post it on your socials, post it wherever. Let's spread the news. Um, let's try to get everybody involved, everybody watching. We're going to get ready to uh, touch on some big UFC fights we got coming up soon. Football season is around the corner. We won't just be focused on basketball all the time. We're going to be touching on a lot of things going on in the sports world. With that being said, as always, it's your boy Ice Cold. This is the Ice Cold Show, and it's been a finish. And you ain't never hit the trap like this, so stop front, nigga. I stayed down for the come up. A nigga grinding to the sun up. I'm trying to stack these funds up. Make sure I raise my sons the right way. Could give a fuck about what you might say. Yeah, they